Hey there, welcome to Heart Rate, the podcast where we talk to everyday runners, hear their stories, and learn what moves them. I'm Coach Nick. And I'm Coach Andy. Thanks for stopping by. Hey everyone, thanks for stopping by today's episode of Heart Rate. The guest for this episode is Allison DeSeer, uh, amazing person, uh, co-founder of Harlem Run and Run for All Women. Uh, she also has a book that the hard copy released today, June 3rd, uh, Find Meaning on the Run. So maybe after this episode, go out and check out her book. Thanks for stopping by. Hey everyone, welcome to uh, Heart Rate. Uh, we have a, a very, very special guest today. Uh, this is Allison Desir. Uh I've been very fortunate to have known her for a few years now, I think since 2015. Um, and I, I met her through the November Project and then through Harlem Run, um, a group that uh, I'm sure will, will come up uh, during this conversation. Um, her story is, is in, incredible. Uh, she also just had a book come out, Find Meaning on the Run. Um, and so it is. Uh, it's a great honor for for this very small podcast to uh, have her with us today and 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 uh, share more of her background and of her story. So thank you for joining us, Allison. Thank you. Excited to be doing this. How are you? You feel how how was your long weekend? Um, long weekend was good. I'm um, so I'm seven months pregnant. I have. Uh, I think the countdown is like 80 something days until I give birth. Okay. So, um, I, you know, every day is like a new experience. I just developed pregnancy allergies. Um, I'm like much heavier than I've ever been. So it just, every day feels different. Like literally I wake up and I'm like, Oh, today this is, that's new. <laughs> <laughs> but I was able to relax a bit this weekend and Harlem Run, as you know, had their annual Memorial Day picnic, which mm-hmm. was cool. So I got to be outside a bit. But yeah, good. and uh, the weather, weather here was warm but nice, right? Yeah, Monday was surprisingly beautiful. We were underneath a tree, and so it felt great. Um, but I don't know, May, the climate change, and all that—you never know what to oh, expect. So no, I, <laughs> I mean, and like I feel like our our, our winter slash spring slash early summer has been all over the place um yeah. it's been so hard to, to predict anything and from like a a, a runner standpoint i don't think anyone's been able to adjust to yeah. any temperature shift because it, it just goes back and forth yeah at this point it's like you got to be ready for every season when you walk out the door so <laughs> yeah i mean i still haven't put away like my like tight collection or like long sleeve shirts i'm like this is ridiculous yeah don't do it it'll snow in two weeks <laughs> no i know it's, it's, god i hope not <laughs> Um, but anyway, so, uh, just, just before we, we, we got started, I was telling you that, you know, the whole point of this, of this podcast is to, is to, is to be an outlet for, for runners from any and all backgrounds, um, whether they're brand new or they've been doing it for years, um, slow, fast in between, doesn't matter. Everyone has a story and, and, you know, I, I want to be an outlet for their stories to come out to be heard because, um, run, running is largely a, a fairly solitary sport, even mm-hmm. though we have this great running community here, especially in New York. Um, but that doesn't mean everyone's always sharing right. what, what brought them to it. Um, and I think that's valuable to know. We, we all yeah. started somewhere and we all started whether it was 20 years ago or three. Um, Absolutely. You know, 
It's great. And you know, we're all, at least like I believe we're all constantly restarting for me. Um, as I mentioned, my body's changing all the time. So every day there's a bit of a restart. And then when I, you know, I'm no longer pregnant, starting back at square one from right. where, you know, so I think it's, I mean, I think it's a great, thank you for the opportunity to share. So you know, I was so excited when you agreed. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah. yes, Allison. Um, and you know, in, in large part, I mean, even if I hadn't already known you, like, you know, I, I'm, I'm friends with you on Facebook, so I see all, all the things that, that you, you post about. And, um, you know, not every runner is super open uh, about the things that, that they're going through or are exp- experiencing. But you, you have been. You've been very open uh, about what, what running uh, has, has helped you deal with and, what has, uh, and how it has helped bring you to be the person that you are today. Um, and you've also used sort of the sport uh, as a platform to launch these incredible movements um, that are critical, but particularly in uh, in our politics of the last couple of years. Um, it, it, it's huge. Um, but before we get into all of the bigger things, let's let's start a little small and then build, um, just like in running. Um, <laughs> So give us, uh, if you don't mind, just a l- little bit of background about sort of who you are and when you started running and sort of what brought you to it. And then a nice sort of easy question of, do you have a preference for running on the road or trail? Sure. Okay. So um, let me answer that before I forget that question. <laughs> <laughs> I would say I think that it depends, but um, I think that running on trails is something that's fairly new to me. I mean, new meaning now probably like three years. Mm -hmm. Um, But I find that there's a lot of, I'm really comfortable on the trail because of, you know, you you don't have sort of like the harsh, um, the harshness of the road. Mm -hmm. But also there's, it's a really, there's so much to see when you're in the trail and uh, it allows you to really escape to beautiful places and connection to nature is, is really, even just getting outside, but connection to nature in particular is really good for your mental health. So I would say that I, I prefer trail, um, but, you know, always happy to go for a run on the street. And um, now getting into a little bit about me. So I've always been active. Um, like growing up, I was super active and I earned my nickname Powdered Feet because of it. Powdered Feet is, uh, it comes from the Haitian Creole saying that describes somebody so active that you don't ever see them just the footprints of where they've been in powder. (laughs) Growing up, my parents nicknamed me that from an early age because I was in soccer, I was a runner, I was also in music and dance and just doing a million things. Um, In high school, I ran competitively as a 400-meter runner. Mm -hmm. I was was a sprinter and um, really enjoyed that. I I had never really run distance until 2012. And I came to running when I was going through a period of depression and um, this was sort of the, at least for me, it was like the early days of social media mm-hmm. uh, still. Like, I mean, social media had been around for a minute, but people weren't as consumed then as they are now, I think. Right. So seeing one of my friends posting about a marathon really um, struck me. And so he was not what you would describe or what you would in the past describe as a typical marathon runner. So he was not tall, skinny, white guy. Um, he was, you know, like average size, black guy, somebody who was new to the sport. And he had signed up with the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society 
um, to gain access to a marathon. So, you know, as we all do, you know, you sign up for, uh, you want to run the New York City Marathon, you fundraise for an organization. So he was doing that for his marathon. And he was talking about how much the training was impacting his life. Like he was meeting new friends. He was realizing how strong he was, how he could do more than he ever thought he could. And all of those things really were registering with me as I was sitting there feeling um, very, very depressed and unemployed and you know a bunch of other things at the time. I was connecting with the fact that running was allowing him to transform his life. So I, um, I stopped him. <laughs> <laughs> he successfully completed that first marathon and I decided, you know what, I'm going to try this too. And I think about it now as sort of like when you've hit rock bottom, I think you're more willing to try anything. Um, so I, I too signed up for my first marathon with the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. I committed to fundraise $3,500. And if you fast forward, the process was amazing for me. And um, I crossed the finish line and I think it was like four hours and 21 minutes, which nice. is, yeah. I remember being happy because I had beat Oprah. Her <laughs> it was like 441, which is such a silly goal to beat anybody, but I mean, it's Oprah. And, um, and I raised over $5,000 for the wow. organization. Yeah. And so it was like the first time in a long time that I had put myself out there again. I had made friends. I had done what, um, you know, we in New York, I think we're in this bubble where everybody's running marathons and half marathons. And really, that's not something that a lot of people do in the world. So I realized, like, I can do really hard things. And that sort of set the trajectory uh, for where I am today. Wow. 421 of your first marathon. That's incredible. And like, yeah, I mean, that's that's what happens. Um, I, 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 think, I think you're 100% correct with New York being its own little bubble. We have such a strong running community here that everyone here does marathons and halves and ultras. And like, that's not a normal thing for no. like, like any other area. I um, mean, it's, it's really bizarre. And the thing is that it can for, and I see it with certain people, it can sort of like desensitize people to their own accomplishments. Oh, absolutely. And like, yeah, I need more and more and more. And it's like, whoa, like even like you run a mile, you run a 5k, like you just get out there consistently. You're doing it. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like just, just is getting out, and you, you never have to race at all. In fact, you just, exactly. just be outside and just do it every day. Enjoy it. Have fun with it. You yeah. never, you never have to compete. I mean, and if you want to, at least, at least here in the city, you know, there are races almost every weekend somewhere. So if right. you choose to, you can do that, but right. you don't need to. Right. Um, and yeah, I, I you know I, I work with a lot of, of different runners, and it, it, yeah, they they don't acknowledge what they can do when like oh I, I ran my my first marathon, I want to get twenty minutes faster, and you have to, to pause them and and remind them you also just ran a marathon. Please right. please acknowledge that that is an achievement in and of itself, like, yes. and, and it's a big one. So please yeah. enjoy it, be proud of yourself, and then give yourself a couple of days at least before you're like, let's do another one. Right. Right. Never, never sign up for things in that post, uh, <laughs> post race state. <laughs> yeah. Your, your, your emotions and, and, and chemicals are, are everywhere. So, you know, come back down to, to, to normal. And then if you still want to do it, do it. Exactly. Um, so how she, I'm, I'm curious, how, how, how many marathons have you run? 
Um, you know what? It's funny. Like I'm not really a, a numbers person, so I, I think I think I've run six. Okay. Um, I've run New York three times. Mm-hmm. I started with San Diego. I did Boston Marathon, and I feel like there's another one out there. Um, but yeah, I'm not super consumed with the number of these races that I run. And honestly, in the past few years, I've run less races and just you know not just, but I'm committed to running for myself. Um, but I, yeah. I would say about six marathons and then a lot of half marathons, a lot mm-hmm. of other races. Yeah. I think, I think a, a lot of, um, I've been on a similar trajectory. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you know, I, I, I did a ton of racing for a few years and then really backed off it, uh, after being injured and then coming back, um, and found sort of friends to run with or, or pace, um, and that is all much more fun in so many ways. Yeah. Um, is anyone I'm helping someone else reach their goal, which is always, uh, it's a nice feeling and I'm happy to help. Um, and also means that I can just sort of enjoy being out there and, and getting to share that time with a buddy. Um, yeah. you know, like again, being in, 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 in the city, it can be hard to find time to just sort of sit down and hang out with a person. So I'm like, Oh, if I can hang out and sort of, you know, hang out with you during, during this race. Um, I'll take it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I think also, um, I mean, there's the expensive course of racing Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, I've, I started getting into this mindset, uh, which is common again, I think in New York, but like where if I'm not quote unquote, like progressing in my races, like if there's not a PR, if there's not this, if there's not, then it doesn't count. And I was like, I don't really want to assign a value to running other than just being, you know, a really freeing, empowering thing in my life. So that's 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 yeah. powerful, and that's a very unique view. I, again, and I I think it's largely unique to NYC, yeah. um, where yeah, I mean, every post on Instagram, on Facebook, whatever other social media there is, people always talk about their PRs. Right, and they do not talk about the races where things kind of sucked. Right. Um, every now and then you'll get that, but not that often, um, and people just sort of ignore it. And I, I, I think I think that's sad because I, I, you learn a lot more from the times you fail than, than you know, when you hit that goal. Um, yeah. You, uh, sorry, go on. No, I mean you, you, you learn more about yourself and like what how how you respond to it um you know versus like i hit it let's do it let's find the next goal as opposed to mm-hmm. I, I didn't do it you know accept those emotions feel what you got to feel and and, and that's okay and and then if you decide to tackle that thing again you know f- figuring out what you might want to change or what to do in order to sort to, to get to where you want to go yeah Absolutely. I, um, I recently was at a conference where, um, the guy from the fire festival who I don't even remember his name at this point, but he's the guy who made the offer to get the water bottles. He was the ultimate team player. Mm -hmm. Um, but in any case, I mean, so this, this documentary came out and you know, everybody all over the world is laughing at him and laughing at his failure. And I think, um, he gave some really good perspective about how, 
having a really embarrassing failure, it can devastate you. I mean, it doesn't have to be to that extent, right? Mm -hmm. But failure can either devastate you or you can really learn from that and pick yourself up and know that, okay, the worst, the quote unquote worst has happened. Now what? So agree. Failure can be a really positive thing. Um, I'm going to jump a little bit into uh, sort of the the two main groups that uh, we both were slash still are a part of. I mean, you're still very oddly involved with Harlem Run. um, And I think, I think, I could be wrong, correct me if I'm wrong, um, that that you, like myself, have sort of um, quote unquote graduated from November Project. Yes, yes. November Project has not come up that much actually on this podcast. It's come up a couple of times, um, but not very often. Uh, and just as a quick reminder to, to listeners, November Project is a free fitness movement uh, in 49 cities, I think. Um, I started going back in late 2014, early 2015, uh, to where I met uh, my now wife, um, and to where I met Allison and Amir, um, who is Allison's husband. Uh, for those who don't know, um, but I, I met them through that, and it's also how I met Harlem Run because the two groups would collaborate uh, at times. Um, both are tremendous groups uh, with November Project. Um, this is my view. I don't want to color anyone else's view of that group. Uh, they are an, an amazing community, um, but I think for me, they came into my life at a time where I needed them. And they, they fit into this wonderful niche that brought a lot of wonderful people into my life. And I've made some very long-lasting friendships that I'm super happy for. Um, and then I sort of stopped going when other things became a priority. Mm. Um, and I felt like I was like, I think I've gotten what I needed out of NP. Mm. I'm happy to remain a part of that community sort of but from the sidelines now. Um, right. I don't feel like I need to wake up at 4.30 in the morning anymore to go uh, and and work out when I'd rather sleep and spend that time with my wife in the morning um, or or meet up with friends or go and do my own thing if, if, if I have to. Um, right. So and I think I feel like, like there were a lot of people sort of in that same class of like 2014, 2015 who, who came to NP and have not, not entirely but mostly sort of uh, held back on how often they go these days. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, I'll backtrack a bit and, and talk about Harlem Run and then the November Project mm-hmm. too. But um, to say briefly, yeah, I would agree. I think um, NP is an awesome community. Um, it's really like electric and cultish. Like you want to keep <laughs> going, but it's yeah. also very hard to wake up that early in the morning and um, commit with the limited time you have to spend mm-hmm. that time at a workout. So, um, yeah, it, it just no longer fit into my schedule. Um, every now and then, of course, they're, they're, I, I go to some of the meetups, like when they're the New York City Marathon one. Right, um, right. But yeah, I would agree that it was sort of like a class, there was like a, a shift mm-hmm. where um, that all of us sort of are, are gone now. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, with Harlem Run, so after I ran that first marathon, I felt great about myself. I wanted to create my own community. I wanted to share it out with other folks who I thought might have mental health struggles like I did, other people of color, other black people in in my hometown in Harlem. And so I started Harlem Run as a very 
like small, humble thing. Like I just want to get people to run with me. Mm-hmm. And it took like it took six months really for there to be a consistent group of people, which is so different from now. I mean, which is a great thing, right? Like Absolutely. I'm not I'm not bitter about it. <laughs> Um, you know, I stood around for six, four to six months and people weren't showing up. And that's because I think there's this wave of excitement around running and there's a wave of inclusivity mm-hmm. running that hasn't always been there. And, um, you know, some might argue that there's still a long way to go. But um, now there's so many more groups. There are a lot more groups that recognize the value in walking, run walking, mm-hmm. the value in teaching actual um you know, technique based stuff, not like just get out there and do that, you know, right. that there's, uh, you know, like the runs that you lead, like, no, mm-hmm. there's a lot to be learned about how you do this as a lifelong sport. So anyway, I stayed out there for several months and then folks started showing up and little by little, our, our numbers grew to, you know, over a hundred folks at a time. And, and that still remains the case in the summer because we provide pace groups from seven, around seven minutes to 12 minutes and then a run walk group and a walking group. And I have to say that it's really the power of the community and the other leadership that allows Harlem Run to thrive uh, because I'm not physically running at this point. I do right. walking and some yoga, but um, you know whether I'm there or not, Harlem Run goes on. And I think that's one of the greatest um, accomplishments when you, know, you make something that lives beyond you, your personality. So right. um, it's been exciting to see. Right. I mean, I, I think Harlem Run is... is... I think it, it, it's a great community. One of the things that I, I, I love about it, which I also love about the, the, the NP community, is yeah. the level of support that all of you provide to each other. Yeah. And I think really uh, em- embracing having sort of these, these the, the, the pace groups, but also like the walkers and the run walkers, that mm-hmm. is actually a fairly unique uh, component in terms of like running groups. Um, yeah. You know, like not, not, not every place offers that. Um, and some, some of that's, you know, there's, there's a limit in availability of people to, to do it, but, um, that you are guys are so organized in keeping that up. Um, I, I think it's amazing and wonderful. And like that, that just helps to bring in more people into the running world. Yeah. Um, and you know, I want this community to continue to grow and, and be bigger and stronger. And um, the more people, the better. The more people people get outside, or you know, or to be active, you know, the better off we all are. Yeah. Uh, you know, as, also as someone who who I largely use running to deal with my own mental health issues and ups and downs. Um, I don't know where I'd be without running to to this day. So I'm always grateful that when, for any and all efforts that help bring people into the community and then keep them there. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. I think, you know, part of, um, my therapy practice, I'm also a therapist mm-hmm. is meeting people where they're at. Right. So you have to, like, my goal is to create as many opportunities for people to enter at the level that they're at. If, mm-hmm. and, and if you're a walker forever, that's like your jam, then that's fine. That's cool. Right. Um, but you know, not not setting unreasonable expectations that people don't or can't meet, and then they get discouraged and don't come back. So yeah, I would agree that places like Harlem Run and November Project, that's really been um, the cool part of getting new people, people who may not otherwise have had the opportunity involved in the sport. Absolutely. Um, 
related to communities and movements. Um, I I would love for you to talk a little bit about Run for All Women because you guys have done these incredibly uh, long team runs to raise funds for Planned Parenthood um, yeah. and, and to get out the word about uh, rights for women and abortion rights. And I think it's absolutely critical. I mean, we've had three states pass them to be blunt, some really shitty and fucked up yep. laws. Um, and I, you know, that, that you guys are out there and exist and, and you guys have a lot of power in our force. Um, I would, I would love to hear your, your, uh, um, your, your background on, on, on launching that, uh, and how that has, um, affected sort of what you have continued to do and, and, uh, in getting out your story and the story of other women, uh, and your, uh, books. I'm sure all that stuff connects. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, and as we speak, um, the last the remaining abortion clinic in Missouri is under threat of closure. So yep, I saw that today. It, yeah, it's like this is very much like we're moving into Handmaid's Tale world. Mm-hmm. But um, but the good news is there are lots of folks out there uh, fighting to make it a safe place for women. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Run for All Women really was an outgrowth um, of Harlem Run initially after the election it sort of became a way for me to bring together my community and my desire to do something to address, um, not, you know, not directly Donald Trump, but, mm-hmm. but I knew the ways in which Planned Parenthood would come under attack under his presidency and thinking about how can I combine the community that I have in Harlem and the platform that I have with, uh, raising money for a critical organization and sending a message about women's empowerment. So it started off like very simple, basic, crazy idea of organizing a run from Harlem to Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. in time for Women's March. And it snowballed very quickly into something where, uh, you know, once it was out on social media and once um, the news picked up on it. And I have to say, Kelly Roberts was actually like she was one of the first people to put it on her Instagram. And because mm-hmm. of the amount of people that she has following her, um, it was one of the ways that this whole thing got set on fire. So um, you never know when you put, when you put something out there, you never know who can help you who get exactly. Yeah. Um, But so it very quickly went viral and people all over the country were reaching out. And, and I um, linked up with Mary Arnold, who is former November project co-leader and one of my co-leaders with run for all women now. And she helped convert what was supposed to be just a run from a few folks um, down to D.C. into uh, an overnight relay. Mm -hmm. So people were she created an Excel document and people were signing up in four mile increments to participate in this massive relay race. Yeah. And there was so much um, excitement and hope. And um, also like WTF, like I hope people show up because they're signing up. (laughs) Um, But when we left, so we left from Harlem, 145th Street and Lenox Avenue, which is where I used to live. Mm -hmm. And on that Wednesday when we left, we had raised about $76,000 for Planned Parenthood. And we took off running with maybe two, 300 folks behind us. And along the way, you know, 3 a.m. there were people on the side of the street, 4 a.m., 9 a.m. women had left their, you know, made arrangements for their children to have babysitters so that they could support us. And um, we arrived, I think, 60 hours later on January 21st, the morning of the Women's March. Mm -hmm. Uh, We arrived at the Capitol and um, I got a call from the Joy Ann Reed show. Mm -hmm. 
MSNBC and we went on that show. I still don't even remember what I said because I was <laughs> like, oh my God, this like I could totally mess this up. So my whole my, my home like when I watch it, I'm like, okay, it sounded pretty okay. Um, but coming off of that show, we we raised we reached our goal of or we we reached our new goal of over a hundred thousand dollars in Parenthood. And, um, you know, I'll say that it's been a really exciting experience over the past three years. It's also been really, really difficult. Community organizing um, is difficult and not because people aren't committed, but because it's really hard to get folks to show up, which Mm -hmm. I think, is, you know, also something that um, that I've come to take for granted. Right. Like, oh, 100 folks show up in Harlem Run. But um, man, like people could be doing anything, you know, so like how do you consistently keep them engaged how you how do you consistently make sure that your messaging is reaching the right folks so after that first year we developed an ambassador program mm-hmm. and um, some incredible ambassadors raised an additional sixty thousand dollars for their own local Planned Parenthoods wow. yeah which was I mean that's amazing you talk about getting people bought in I oh, mean absolutely yeah these folks and they continue to be really integral to what we're building um, last year we focused on voter registration drives mm-hmm. and raising awareness around folks running for midterm elections, uh, raising awareness and funds. Um, and this year our focus is really about um, getting more people involved in the outdoors, mm-hmm. um, noticing that there's been a really big push lately around diversity and equity, diversity, equity and inclusion in the outdoors. Mm-hmm. And you know there are people of color, um, People uh, with different gender identities, people with you know, they're they're non quote unquote non traditional mm-hmm. people outdoors, but they're they're often not highlighted, often not supported, and many people still feel excluded, including you know Native Americans, the original yeah. folks in the outdoors who who are often um, disregarded. So um, part of our work this year is to get more folks outdoors. And, you know, the, the reasoning behind that is getting outdoors is really a connection, a return to yourself. Like right. you learn much about yourself. So, yeah, it's been a crazy couple of years and it continues to be really difficult, but also really rewarding. Yeah, I mean, I, I think about the the, th- the things that, that you have done and started and the communities that you've helped to, to create and, and build and grow. Um is is amazing and you know, you've had an, an awesome team of, of people to support you yeah um, Mary Arnold is a, a, a dear dear friend she's she's a force in in and of her own right yeah um, also just one of the friendliest most genuine people I know um, yes. you know and she's so approachable and so open to everybody uh, like who, whoever meets her like if you don't like Mary I, I don't understand you <laughs> Yeah, you're not a real human. I don't know you're not. <laughs> it's like like there's something there's something missing with you that you somehow don't like Mary Arnold. Yeah, she's. I mean, and it's just what it really in in both Harlem Run and Run for All Women. What it is is that um, I guess it's like sort of again like none of this. I, I didn't set out to create communities, but what you find is that as you're doing this really difficult work, there are other people who are so committed to the same idea mm-hmm. who are willing to be invested and commit in the same way. And they're not committing to Allison. They're committing right. to community building and being inclusive. And um, and that's what's really powerful. Like I love seeing other people being able to take the lead and take charge. And none of this would have happened 
um, if I were just working on my own. Right. I mean, I mean, I, I think I think one of the things that that you you've helped to do is you know there are there are always people who who want to be involved in things, but they themselves are not quite sure how to go about it or what to do, yeah. and then someone like you or Mary or someone else or Kelly Roberts and, and her things like come out um, or, exactly. or start and then like oh th- th- this this matches matches up exactly with what I want to be doing I'm going to be part of that yeah um, and then they jump in, in in on it and now they have some you know someone made took that, that that first step and that was what triggered them and like okay well now now there's a platform of sorts that I can now sort of tap into I want to dive in f- head first and, and, and they do, and it helps to grow everything. Exactly, and apologies, I don't know if listeners, you can hear, there's a train going by right now. It's very New York. Um, very New York. But something that even recently just happened, so, you know, Harlem Run, we run on Monday and Thursday nights. Mm-hmm. Monday is like a three to five mile social run. Thursday is more, more focused on speed workouts, mm-hmm. and um, in both sessions, we have all levels, all, you know, all abilities. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of our pacers leaders, Lisa, who has been the run walk pacer, she recently got, um, really excited around this idea of creating a walking group mm-hmm. and that the walking group would be fitness related, but it would also be an opportunity for people to explore East Harlem and really learn about the history and, um, the culture of the place and, and see new venues there. And so Lisa was like, I want to start this thing on Friday nights. And we were like, okay, cool, let's do it. And so now there's a Friday night walking group. She had her last group, her first group last Monday, 20 people came. And so it's really cool to see how the influence of Harlem Run and her own experience now makes her want to share that with other people. And one of the goals behind that is also to get more people registered for the Harlem One Miler, Mm -hmm. which is a one mile race we have coming up. And so it's just cool. Like you see all of the ripples and the way that people like interpret, reinterpret, remix, do their own thing. Right. Yeah, it, it's one of the, the, the amazing things to, to, to witness is, you know, out of one movement come the, the, these other micro movements that can then grow out on their, their, their own. Yes. And, you know, they wouldn't exist if that initial movement hadn't, hadn't started. Right. Um, and so you see all the, all these, things just begin to grow and grow and grow and like it, it's such a beautiful thing yeah um, and as you, you mentioned the Harlem one miler is I'm, I'm happy to be coming back to it this year it is one of my favorite events of the year um, because so many people come out and it's everybody yeah all speeds it's families it's the, the kids um, and I I love watching it I love cheering for like all the families who come through, all the, all the children who, who don't quite know what they're doing or what's going yeah. on, um, but but they're just they're just pumping along, and I and I love it. It it's, it really is, is one of my favorite like like events. Um, you know, I, I've done it twice. Um, did you guys do it last year? I don't remember. Last year we had so last year um, so we started the run. This will be the fifth year okay. of running on Father's Day. Mm-hmm. Um, it also started as like a happy accident. Somebody mm-hmm. let us know that they had a permit and that they were like, we could use the permit. And so we we're like, let's organize. And so the first year, six weeks, we put together this event and 150 people came, which was huge. We were mm-hmm. super excited. And as you mentioned, it was everything from kids being pushed in a stroller to uh, clients of Harlem United. Harlem United provides um, health 
services for the community. Mm -hmm. So um, folks who are HIV positive, who are infected or affected by mm -hmm. HIV, and um, folks who are homeless and in need of health services. So such a wide range of people. And then we we're like, oh wow, this is this is great, this is awesome. So then we did it again um, the next two years. Mm -hmm. And last year we had issues with our permit, so instead we did a 5K race in a different Got venue it. on Father's Day. Okay, um, okay. This year for our fifth year, we're at Randall's Island. And um, it's exciting because in the past, we've been in Marcus Garvey Park, which right. we love. That's our home. But with Randall's Island, we don't have to rely on you know street closures, which in New York right. is That's chaos. Hard, yeah. Yeah. So we have um, we have more time to be out there, uh, which gives us a greater opportunity to to you know get more people running. Absolutely. It's I'm I'm really excited for it. And it's it's coming up soon. It's oh my god, so soon. Well, it's yeah, it's it's June sixteenth, Father's Day. Right. And you know, June is the end of this week. So I, I know. It's, it's coming. <laughs> where where did this year go? I don't know. Where did my pregnancy go? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's wild. It really is. I don't I, I don't understand time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um Another very uh, exciting thing that that has happened uh, this year and very recently um, is your 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 book just came out. Yes, yeah, and um, I'm glad we could talk about that because so I've wanted to write a book for the longest time, um, and I actually I attempted to write a book like maybe in 2014, mm -hmm. but I was still way too connected to. Um, the painful things that went on in my life, mm -hmm. and and there's this quote that somebody said, I, f I forget who, but it's, um, I think it's like it's like, um, speak from the scar, not from the wound. Right. So that's good. That, that's good. Yeah, and so that is to say that you know none of us should be ashamed of our struggles by any means, but if you're speaking from the wound, it's like it's very fresh. You're not healed. You're mm -hmm. not. <laughs> you haven't gotten through it, right? Right. Uh, from the scar, you have lessons learned, you have some perspective. And so I started writing something where I was very much speaking from the wound, and I can't even open that thing because it's like, it is so scary. <laughs> I, I, I can only imagine, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, over the past couple of months, I decided that, you know, I in the past, like I had a book deal at one point, that went away, like I was really chasing this idea of, I needed an official book deal to put this out there. And then I realized that everything that I've done is like, I've just put myself out there um, because I've wanted to share and learn and grow. So I decided to put together this ebook and um, it shares not only my journey, it also gives exercises for folks to think about who are on their own journeys, either in running or in life and trying to really attack a big goal. And then it shares stories of other people in Harlem Run and the ways that running has transformed their lives. So my hope is, of course, one day that it does become, you know, I can have the opportunity to write a 200, 250 page book, but I didn't want to have anything hold me back. I, I felt like I really had something to say and I'm excited that it's now out and available. Yeah, it's very exciting. Um, I, I, I had pre-purchased it. Um, yeah. I have it on my phone. Uh, oh. I'm, I'm almost done with, with a different book and then I, I'm starting that. I'm really excited to read it. Um, Thank you, Nick. I mean, I, I always love reading people's stories and going, you know, and learning where, where they came from, um, and, you know, and like, I, I don't talk about this, this very often because it just doesn't come up in general, you know, but I, 
I came to running from a background of, of, of depression and grief. Um, and, you know, I, I don't hear enough people talk about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I talk to other runners, you know, you know sometimes that comes out, but it, it's not a comfortable topic to talk about. Yeah. Um, and so I, I, I embrace all the opportunities to hear people really discuss those, those struggles and how that helped sort of bring them to the sport and what that's done for them um, and how that's, you know, really helped shape how, how they approach life and how they approach, you know, issues. Um, and then to, to, uh, to, 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 to pay it forward by trying now to help other people um, deal with whatever they are going through uh, or whatever they're, they're trying to, to achieve. I, I think it's a, a beautiful thing. And so I'm really pumped to, to like sit down and, and like read it. Thank you, Nick. Uh, yeah, everything that you're saying is, I mean, that's actually what led me also to then pursue a career in counseling also, mm-hmm. right? Because I wanted to be able to validate people and to normalize the experience, you know, not normalize the experience in terms of, um, you know, that there's one way to have this human experience, but the right. idea that whatever you're going through is is okay and, um, you know, you're not, there's nothing wrong with you and that there are things that there are ways that talking and there are other tips and tricks and strategies that can help you with whatever you're dealing with, you know? Absolutely. And so um, that's what, if I didn't believe that people could change or that things could get better, I wouldn't be either a runner or a therapist. So um, it's yeah. been a really, just really cool journey. I'm, I'm, I'm so glad that, 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 that you, you wrote it. I'm, I'm happy to support it. Um, yeah. And yeah, so people who have not, Check this out by all means. Google Allison. Find this book. Buy it up. I, I can pretty much promise you you're going to get something out of it. Um, yes. So please, please, please buy it. Um, what else do I want to talk about? So actually, one of the, 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 key, sort of the key questions that, that I, I asked during these, these podcasts, and you've touched on it you know, throughout this, this entire thing so far, um, what – what has running done for you and how has it impacted your relationship with other people? Mm. Running is completely the, the glue. I guess running has, has brought me community, which is, you know, the glue that makes everything work. Um, you know, I met my husband through running. I've met uh, a lot of my best friends now through running. I've met people who who challenge me, people who have given me opportunities. And I think what it is, is what I, what I say a lot is that running is a vehicle for personal transformation and social change. So running is what brings us together every Monday and Thursday night. And mm-hmm. we may not have known each other if it weren't for that or, you know, November Project on Monday, Wednesday, Thursday mornings. But we're not just running. It's It's more than running. It's about the conversations and the connections and the way that meeting somebody can open your eyes to a completely different perspective, can literally shift the direction your life was going in. So I, I, I think that, um, you know, movement is powerful in that way. And for folks who are listening who are really intimidated, because it can be really intimidating, um, I think it's starting where you're at, being comfortable with where you're at, and knowing that I won't say it's easier because sometimes it's harder, <laughs> um, but it's worth it, right? There's so much to be learned about yourself and there's so many opportunities that come from it, not even in terms of productivity. Sometimes we think that everything is like, I did X, I need to get 
XYZ, right. right? Even in terms of just like, wow, I did something that I didn't think I could do. Or I got outside on a day that I would never have left my apartment. Um, exactly. Yeah. yeah or, or, or someone who's like, I, I ran for 30 minutes today, nonstop. Yep. Like that, that's huge for a lot of people, especially like uh, people who are just starting out. Yep. Um, and actually, it, it, it's one of the things I love that um, NYRR, New York Road Runners, has has uh, embraced with their new sort of model of, of group training is they have a fundamentals uh, yes. group of runners, you know, so, which are geared towards people who are brand new, essentially, to, to running. And they practice run walking and breathing and strength building, strength training, um, all things that are that are critical in sort of being able to um, build your, your your body up, but they do it at at your starting place, wherever you are. Right. You know, teaching them that you, that they, they are stronger than they they they, they realize. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and at, at the end of their their session, they all run a five k, um, and they like print out like little bibs for them, which is awesome. Well, nice. Well, because like that's a big experience for a lot of them. Like, you know, it can be intimidating to run to run a race, and so like, especially in New York, when five thousand people show up. (laughs) My God, I know. People show up for a half marathon. (laughs) Well, not yeah, yeah, you have just under thirty thousand for a half, and then for you know a four a four mile race in in the park, you know, it's like three or four four thousand people. Yeah, I mean that's that's a lot of people, and you're like, why is everyone going to the porter potty? What's happening? Um, there are eight, eight to ten tents set up. Do, do I have to go to all of them? What's right. going on? You yeah. know, so being able to take sort of like, like the small group that, that they've been training with, and be like, here is is your your bib, so you're going to get this experience, but you're you're going to get it on a much more intimate level, so that you can really enjoy it. Absolutely. And, you know, we've been seeing a lot like we're we have a lot of privilege being in New York and being around all these running groups and having New York road runners to sort of tie a lot of this together. But I've also seen in places that I would consider remote and I don't Mm. want to offend anybody from any of these places. So I'm not going to list those places, (laughs) but (laughs) places that I would consider to be remote that have a lot of community organizers and runners Mm -hmm. doing similar things, you know, so it can also be um, a distraction to say, well, I'm not in one of those places, so I can't have this. Like, as long as there's a few people around and you guys can run together and you guys can um, learn from each other and, you know, set up your own races, there's a lot that can be done on your on your own super grassroots. You look at where November Project is, right? Exactly. Um, so, yeah, we, we, have, um, we have a lot of structures in place, but this can happen... In, in any circumstance, really, which is what I think is very cool about the sport. It, it, it is. And, it, and, you know, it, it is one of the, the sort of amazing things about November Project is that they, they have really started in, yes, they're, they're mostly in, in some of the bigger cities, but they're in some other, like, smaller areas, too. Um, or you, you have groups who, you know, who, who, are, who, are, who are pledging to become a, 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 a tribe. Um, right. And, or there's places like Buffalo where it's like, way too cold to be running but they're doing it <laughs> yeah exactly like they're they're it's freezing they're out on the mountain sometimes and you're just like but they're 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 doing it um yeah. you know because there are enough people who are like let's go out and do this thing and let's do it together um you know and, and let's have fun with it exactly um i feel like i had another question for you um so uh, on a sort of less serious um, topic. 
Mm-hmm. Um, you've done a, a bunch of running, a bunch of races, uh, and I think I think most runners probably have some runs that really like stand out to them. Um, can you talk about or describe, I guess, like one of your, I don't want to say best runs, but like one of your like favorite runs that, that you've just been out um, on, you know, you could have connected to something, you could have just felt really good that day, um, t- something like that. Yeah, I mean, I think one that stands out uh, in particular is when I was training for, I think it was like my second New York City Marathon. And of course I got injured because that's um, unfortunately part of the process. Right, right. Um, but I got injured and it was like six weeks out from the New York City Marathon. And um, what happens when a lot of runners get injured is like we refuse to believe that it's happening or right. we run through it. Um, but I was lucky enough in this instance to actually listen to my body and, and tell myself, look, like you've done 10 weeks of training worth of work. Like mm-hmm. if you take a few weeks off, you're good. In fact, that's the only way you'll be able to do the race. So I took a few weeks off and then I wanted, I did though want to get an 18 mile run before the marathon. Mm-hmm. And so I remember going out for that run and I was running down the West side highway and in New York, if you're training for the New York city marathon or any fall marathon, you literally run into every single person that you know. Yep, <laughs> absolutely. Um, but I remember doing that and feeling so proud because um, I wasn't really paying attention to pace. I was just like, re like realizing that my body could do it right. Like yeah. every mile that I kept going, I was like, Oh my God, it doesn't hurt. Like this still feels great. And so, and seeing people on the way and that felt to me, like I said at the beginning, like we're constantly starting and restarting. Mm-hmm. And that felt to me like, look, I'm starting again and it feels good. It's a reminder of, I do this because I love it. Not because, um, um, you know, I'm not a, an elite athlete and my life doesn't rely on this, thankfully. Right. So right. I choose to do this. And it was really great to feel like I, I have a fresh start, you know, and, and yeah. I really enjoy this. So that's a run that sticks out for me. That's that's perfect because yeah. I mean, you're right. So, so many runners do do not listen to their body yes. uh, when something happens uh, and then they um, make an injury worse or they um take like a day or two off and then come come back to it and uh and something that wasn't that bad then becomes bad yes Um, Yes. so like you know like that's a valuable thing to 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 have realized like i'm gonna take some time off because that's what my body needs and being able to listen to your body is so it's so huge it's such a big part of you know sort of learning from your running experiences of like I know what I, I, I need to do, and if I want to do this thing, then I need to, to back off. Um, right. I think that's, like, the key thing, honestly, when, you know, each of us, I think, is like it, it's a goal for all of us. Like, you want to be in tune with your body and your mind, where mm-hmm. when you're feeling something, you understand the feeling, you can process the feeling. And the same is true with your body. If you're getting feedback from your body, like, I'm broken down right now, that, it's really valuable when you can say, okay, body. I got you. I'm going to listen. Right. Not, not, you're not the body that I want. You should be this body. Like, why can't you just be like somebody else's body? Right. Like, exactly. so this, like piece of acceptance is like a huge piece of, um, I think like what's great about running. Like you, you learn to accept that. Right. And, and, and then it, it turns into a much I think, healthier perspective just in general, <laughs> because you learn then from that, from the first time you really listen to your body and you you let it heal you let it recover 
later on in, in your next training cycle, if you decide to, to train again for something, you know now what, how, how that feels when you really listen to your body. Exactly. And like, that's so critical. Yep. Um, yeah. I think that covers a lot of my questions for you. Sweet. Uh, um, I cannot thank you enough for, for being on this. Um, yeah, uh, my pleasure. Thank you. And you allowed me to name drop all the things, right? Like, buy I mean, my book, <laughs> sign up for the Harlem One Miler. <laughs> like, I appreciate that. <laughs> well, uh, I, you know, th- these are things that I I enjoy myself. Like, I, I've been at the Harlem One Miler, and, and I love it. Because um, it's such a happy day. It really um, is. Like, I, I think every photo I have from the, the, the two times I've been – there's nothing but smiles. Yeah. Um, and I, I love it because like also in the summer when it's also really hot and training sucks, yes. um, <laughs> being able to be at, at an event where people are running and everyone's still just happy, yeah. um, is, is a great thing to see. And is a great reminder, like three weeks from that when it's July and, and really disgusting out and you're like, I do enjoy this. I do enjoy <laughs> this. There was a time when this was fun. Right. Exactly. <laughs> And I have to say before we get off this podcast that Nick has earned the nickname of November Project Amir. <laughs> and my husband Amir has earned the nickname of November Project Nick. I think I said that right. They they, they look vaguely familiar. Right? <laughs> yeah, like you wouldn't actually confuse them, but somehow <laughs> this became a thing. So it, Yeah, I, I don't know what that origin is, <laughs> yeah. but I, I'm so glad it came about. Yeah. Um, because it's sort of amazing. <laughs> yeah. Because actually, when, when whenever I, I I I'm cheered by people from Harlem Run, that's what they call me. <laughs> that's really funny. <laughs> yeah. So if you're listening to this, pull out pull out pictures of the two of them, and I don't know, you can, they got similar hair, kind of maybe. <laughs> S- sort of maybe. Hair on I their mean, face. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, Amir Amir's definitely taller than 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 i am and and maybe at one point we had similar speeds though nowadays he's faster than i am Uh, well you both run 50 milers how about that we'll say that's what it is i mean he's done that thing a a couple times right yeah yeah Yeah. i've done it once (laughs) once was enough right (laughs) but anyways yeah so people if if you see me or you see someone who looks like me but isn't me (laughs) Feel free to, 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 to call out. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, thank you so much, Allison. I'm glad uh, I was able to help plug everything because I think all those things are amazing. Um, so please keep doing what you do. Yes. Because um, it's needed It's and it's wonderful. Um, I hope your pregnancy allergies get better. Oh, man. I don't know if, that, if that's going to happen until the baby comes out. But at this point, the thing about pregnancy is it gets harder and then it seems easier because it's already been hard, which is sort of like marathon training. So Very true. So you're sort of used to that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you so much, Nick. Let me know when it's out, and I'll, I'll share it with the world. Uh, I, I guarantee you I will. I'll, I'll send you like 20 like Facebook things so that you, you know. Awesome. All right. Thank you again. Have a great rest of your day. You too. All right. Bye. Bye-bye.